0: Ezra House, audio notes. Our subject today is fisting on the idea of abundance, or learning to play the inner game of wealth and happiness. Fisting on the idea of abundance, learning to play the inner game of wealth and happiness. Introduction I fist on the idea of abundance. This introduction is a nature for prayer or an affirmation. I feast on the idea of abundance. The Holy Spirit manifests himself in and through me. I accept with positive certainty that the spirit within me goes before me and prepares my way, making perfect, plain, straight, easy, and happy the pathway of my experience. There is nothing in me that can obstruct the divine circuits of life, of love, of beauty and truth. My word dissolves every negative thought impulse that will throw a shadow of unbelief across the threshold of my expectation. Today I have faith that my word should not return unto me void. I surrender myself completely to this faith. My prayer then is one of affirmation and acceptance. I lift my cup of acceptance knowing that a divine outpouring will fill it to the brim and overflow it. I identify myself with abundance and success. I identify myself with the Holy Spirit, with all the power, all the presence, and all the life there is, realizing that all action starts in and is a result of consciousness. I prepare my mind to receive the best that life has to offer. I see through all physical and mental obstructions to the one perfect presence within me. I see through all apparent contradictions to the one Perfect being within me. I see through all confusion to Almighty God who is at the center of everything. I fast from all ideas of lack and feast on the idea of abundance. I fast from all ideas of lack and feast on the idea of abundance. The dynamic laws of prosperity. Under this heading, we have 36 laws or statements. Number one, you are prosperous to the degree that you experience in peace, health, and plenty in your world. Prosperous thinking gives you the power to make your dreams come true. Whether those dreams are concerned with better health, increased financial success, a happier personal life, more education, and travel, or a deeper spiritual life. Number two. As you listen to these audio notes, sit through the lectures, and hear what we are saying, you begin to develop the power of prosperous thinking, and almost as easily, you can begin to reap a harvest of prosperous results. The word dynamic, in the title, Dynamic loss of Prosperity, the word dynamic has the same root as the word dynamite. That which is dynamic is powerful, forceful, filled with energy, and leads to change. That which is dynamic has the power to blast you out of a hole. A law is a principle that works anywhere, everywhere, and for everyone. It is a settled rule of action. Law suggests a desire for order, which is what people experiencing limitation need. Order in their thinking, emotions, bodies, financial affairs, and in all phases of their lives. There is one set of natural laws for the physical world, an under set of higher mental and spiritual laws than those usually applied on the physical plane of life. These higher laws are so powerful that it can be used to multiply, neutralize, or even reverse natural laws. Number six. There is gold dust in the air for you and for me. Scientists know this because they declare that the universe is composed of nothing but radiant substance or ether to which man has unlimited access. Psychologists and metaphysicians declare the man forms his world from the rich, unlimited substance within him and around him through his thoughts, emotions, words, and actions. There is gold dust in the air for me. Through definite, deliberate, prosperous thinking, I now begin assimilating that gold dust. And even now, I am beginning to experience gold dust results. Hmm. The shocking truth about prosperity Uh, it is right, is that it is right for you to be prosperous. As Russell H. Conwell said, quote, I say you ought to be rich. You have no right to be poor. To live and not be rich is a misfortune and is doubly a misfortune because you could have been rich just as well as being poor. We ought to get rich if we can by honorable methods and these are the only methods that sweep, sweep us quickly towards the goal of riches, end quote. Being rich means having an abundance of good or living a fuller, more satisfying life. Indeed, you're prosperous to the degree that you're experiencing peace, health, happiness, and plenty in your world. Number 10, you should desire prosperity. Poverty is a form of hell caused by man's blindness to God's unlimited good for him. Poverty is a dirty, uncomfortable, degrading experience. Poverty is not a virtue, it is not a blessing, it is a vice, it is a curse. Prosperity is your divine heritage. You want to be and should be prosperous, mainly because it is right that you should be. Prosperity is your divine heritage as a child of a king, as a child of God. The word wealth means grand living, and that is what a prosperous thinker should be working towards and should be expecting as a spiritual right. Living large, living in grand style, living grand. Number 14, the Bible is the greatest prosperity text ever written. God is the source of man's supply as the creator of this rich universe. And God's will for me is the wealth of the universe. In the light of that, I will remember Jehovah God, for he it is that has given me power, an ability and enabling an energy and anointing and grace to experience wealth god's rich supply is around you universally as well as innately within you as talents and abilities and ideas longing for expression but that rich supply and substance must be contacted and used your mind is your connect and link with it your attitudes your mental concepts Beliefs and outlooks are your connecting links with God's rich substance and your access to it. God can only do for you what He can do through you. God can only do for you what He can do through you. By means of your thoughts and ideas, which lead to your reactions. Thus, prosperous thinking leads to prosperous results. Prosperous thinking leads to prosperous results. I stir up the gifts of God within me and around me and I am blessed on every hand with happiness, success, and true achievement. The thoughts of your mind will make you whatever you become from this day forward. The more you realize this, the more you will come to know that people, places, conditions, and events cannot keep your God-given prosperity and success from you. Once you decide to deliberately employ prosperous thinking as your ally for success, you will discover that the things, people, and events that have previously worked against you will either begin to work for and with you or they will fade out of your life, and new people and events will appear to help you succeed. That is the power of prosperous thinking. Number eighteen, I am the rich child of a loving father. I now accept and claim as rich good for me in every phase of my life. My own God-given success in the form of rich ideas and rich results now appear. Prosperity can come quickly through your deliberate use of prosperous thinking, which leads to the expression of rich ideas, rich actions, and rich results. Thus, dare to ask a friendly, interested, rich, loving father for guidance often. Our thinking is a powerful instrument of either success or failure. Through his thoughts. Man holds the key to every situation and contains within himself that transforming and regenerative agency by which he may make himself what he wills. James Allen. Through his thinking, through his thoughts, man holds the key to every situation and contains within himself that transforming and regenerative agency by which he may make himself what he wants, what he wills. James Allen. Your potential wealth, health, and happiness are actually within you, waiting to be radiated outward into your world's healthy, wealthy, happy thoughts, feelings, expectations, and decrees, which in turn would attract like results into your life. The Bible declares the basic law of prosperity when it speaks of sowing and reaping or giving and receiving. Scientists describe it as action and reaction. Some term it, the law of supply and demand. Emerson described it as a law of compensation whereby like attracts like. He declared that a law of compensation is a law of laws. 23, this basic law is also the law of radiation and attraction. That which you radiate outward in your thoughts, feelings, mental pictures and words you attract into your life and affairs. But you cannot get something for nothing. The reason why there's still poverty in this universe of lavish abundance is that many people still do not understand or accept this basic law of life. They do not yet realize that they must radiate in order to attract, and that what they do radiate, they constantly attract. When they do not give or sow in terms of prosperity, they make no contact with God's lavish abundance, and so there is no channel formed through which the rich, unlimited abundance of the universe can pour forth its, uh, its riches to them. You cannot get something for nothing. But you can have the best of everything when you give full measure for the good you wish to receive. 25. Great hearts send forth steadily the sacred forces that incessantly draw great events. As the Bible says, God, your heart Out of it flow the issues or the forces that control your life. And who are these great hearts? Those people who dare to think and radiate great thoughts and expectations of success and prosperity instead of failure, trouble, and limitation. 26. I am not discouraged. I am persistent. I go forward. I am determined to achieve success in God's own wonderful way for me. It is what we really think deep within ourselves most of the time rather than the big front when we may put up to others that unconsciously attracts like results to us. There's an age old maxim that says, we are where we are because we are what we are and we are what we are because of our habitual thinking. i say that again. We are where we are because we are what we are and we are what we are because of our habitual thinking. Divine love expressing through me now draws to me all that is needed to make me happy and my life complete. It is thrilling to realize that all things can be accomplished within the mind first, that your mind is a divine power for good. The reason all things can be accomplished mentally first is that the mind is a connecting link between the formed and unformed world. Whatever you center your attention upon steadily constantly and deliberately in your thoughts, feelings, and expectances forms the experiences of your life. When you realize this, life becomes easier, simpler, and more richly satisfying. You then no longer feel that you have to argue, beg, reason, plead, or appeal to anyone for your desired good. Instead, you quietly go to work in your thinking to mentally choose mentally accept, mentally radiate what you wish to experience in life. It gives you a victorious feeling even before the rich results begin to pour in. Thirty-one. you are a magnet. As a magnet, you do not have to force success and prosperity to yourself. Instead, you develop that exalted, expectant, prosperous state of mind that is a magnet for all good things of the universe to hasten to you rather than entertaining the tense, critical, anxious, depressed, unforgiving, possessive state of mind that is a magnet for all kinds of trouble and failure. Thirty two The foregoing is not simply to imply that you is not to imply that you simply entertain and radiate the mental equivalent of the good desired and do nothing more. Often you have to take definite external steps as well. However, by working out the mental concepts of the desired good first, the outer steps will then unfold easily, almost automatically at times, without strained effort on your part. The more you turn your mind in rich directions, the less you seem to have to exert undue human effort to produce results. You will work, but not for survival, but a satisfying self-expression. Your rich mind power and radiations seem to have a way of going forth and producing opportunities, events, and circumstances for prosperity and success, so that you almost seem to walk into them without conscious effort. Thirty-three. We all filled, we are all filled with pent-up substance, energy, and divine ability which wishes to work through us, work for us through us and around us. Psychologists declare that the average person uses only about 10% of his mind power. Medical authorities claim that the average person uses only about 25% of his physical power. They also state that man can release more result-getting power in one hour of concentrated use of his mind than in 24 hours of physical work to that. They also state that man can release more result-getting power in one hour of concentrated use of his mind than in 24 hours of physical work. Some even believe that man can release more result-getting power through one hour of concentrated thought than through a month of physical work. 34. You can release This pent-up substance, energy, and power through releasing deliberate thoughts, feelings, and mental pictures of success, prosperity, and riches. As you do so, your rich thoughts, feelings, and mental pictures are radiated outward into the rich, powerful ether of this universe, where they make contact with a rich, universal substance. This rich universal substance is filled with divine intelligence and power that then moves among and works through people, conditions, and opportunities to attract that which corresponds with the rich radiations that you have sent forth, and the prosperous results then appear. Indeed, this wonderful universe is rich and friendly to everyone. It wishes all mankind to be prosperous, well, and happy over the affairs of man and the world to be in divine order. 35. There's a confession, proclamation, affirmation, declaration. I am an irresistible magnet with a power to attract into myself everything that I divinely desire according to the thoughts, feelings and mental pictures I constantly entertain and radiate. I am the center of my universe. I have the power to create whatever I wish under God in the name of the Lord Jesus. I attract whatever I radiate. I attract whatever I mentally choose and accept. I begin choosing and mentally accepting the highest and best in life. I now choose and accept health, success, and happiness. I now choose lavish abundance for myself and for all mankind. This is a rich, friendly, prosperous, benevolent universe. And I accept its riches, its hospitality and I enjoy them now. I am blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly flavored. Blessed and highly celebrated. I ask and I receive. I seek and I find. I knock and it's open unto me. Nothing I desire eludes me. Everything I want wants me. Everything I need needs me. Everything I seek is seeking after me. Health is seeking after me. Success is seeking after me. Wealth is seeking after me. Favor is seeking after me. Promotion is seeking after me. And I walk in the fullness of these things. In Jesus name. I live large. I live grand. I live big. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much. your house. Audrey Notes, continuing part two, fisting on the idea of abundance, learning to play the inner game of wealth and happiness. Fisting on the idea of abundance, part two. When a person is honestly trying to be prosperous, is thinking about and along prosperous lines and still fails it is usually because he needs to invoke the vacuum law of prosperity this law states that if you want greater good, greater prosperity in your life start forming a vacuum to receive it in other words get rid of what you don't want to make room for what you do want often it is difficult to know what you do want or do you get rid of what you don't want? New substances do not flow easily into a cluttered situation or a cluttered environment. Whenever you dare dead from a vacuum, the substance of the universe then rushes in to fill the empty space. This applies to the spiritual, mental, and physical dimensions of life. When a stubborn problem does not yield, it is because there's a need for forgiveness. If only one person connected with a problem will start the action of forgiveness, all concerned will respond, be blessed, and the solution will come. Number four, are you clinging to the thought of how some troublesome situation in your life can be made right? What shape and form the solution should take? Then release, loose, let go. Declare to the situation no person is involved. I release, I lose, I let go, and I let God. Do not be fearful of letting go. Nothing can ever be lost through spiritual release. Instead, your own good and the good of all concerned is much freer to move into your life. Through release, your power of attracting good is greatly increased. Number five, a gift that is not freely released after being given is not a gift at all if you cannot give freely don't bother but if you do give be sure you graciously release what you have been given or what you're given otherwise no good has been done no vacuum has been formed another way of invoking a vacuum law of prosperity is by using your present visible substance without withholding it thereby Making way for new prosperity to flow to you. When there does not seem enough prosperity on hand to meet present needs, or when you seem blocked in attaining greater prosperity, take control of the situation. Take control in your thoughts and feelings. Rather than feeling helpless, defenseless, or sorry for yourself, declare to those financial appearances, Peace be still. Take your wallet, your checkbook, or other tangible evidence of financial supply in your hands and declare concerning them, you're even now filled with the rich bounty of God who supplies my every need. You're even now filled with the rich bounty of God who supplies my every need. And then is a time to fearlessly and boldly use the substance they contain as far as it will go in the present situation. If their bills will be paid, do not wait until enough money comes in to pay out of them, but go right ahead in faith and pay those you can. That is breaking the substance on hand and sending it forth so they can multiply. Establish and maintain a prosperous attitude just as though your bounty were already completely visible. This is not the time to talk lack, to withhold, or to practice stringent economy is the time to use up to the last of your financial assets. If you withhold, talk about financial lack at this point, it'll cost you double. Instead, look, look up mentally and give thanks to the substance you already have to send out. Another way to look up, regardless of financial appearance, is to put your best foot forward. Wear your best clothes, look your best, live as richly as possible on what you already When you're released, let go, and form the vacuum for new prosperity. That is the time to do whatever you can to effect the rich feeling, the rich atmosphere, the rich look with your present substance. Mention the apparent lack of vacuum to no one. Speaking of economic lack and limitations, keeps many people in the poor house financially. Never think of yourself as poor or needy. Do not talk about hard times or the necessity of a strict economy. Do not think how little you have, but how much you have. This is the time to use your best china and silver. And eat by candlelight, even if your menu consists of only egg and beans and toast. As you follow this path of vacuum creation, almost mysteriously, new channels of supply will appear to meet your needs. You will discover other financial assets in your midst of which you were previously unaware. Other people will unknowingly do things to add to your supply too. In quietness and in confidence is your strength. When there's a need for greater prosperity, if you dare to look up, bless, and break the substance at hand in whatever way seems best, always ask for divine guidance concerning the practical as well as the spiritual ways in which you may form a vacuum for new prosperity when these financial needs loom over you. Number 13. We all want better financial conditions and we should have them. Here is a way to obtain them. Do not talk about financial lack but begin thinking in terms of the rich universal abundance that is everywhere then learn to let go, to give up, to make room for the things you prayed for, worked for, and so strongly desire. As you give up and cast away old ideas and attitudes, old possessions, and put in their place new ideas of prosperity and progressive achievement, your conditions will steadily improve. There must be constant elimination of the old to keep pace with this growth. When you cling to the old, you hinder, you advance, or stop it altogether. Fourteen. Now that you have formed a vacuum, you are ready to fill the vacuum with rich, new, good through the creative law of prosperity, which has three business steps as follows. Number one, having a plan. Writing out one's de- desires concerning that plan and constantly expanding it. Number one, having a plan. Writing out one's desires concerning that plan and constantly expanding it. Number two, mentally imaging that plan as fulfilled. Three, constantly affirming its perfect fulfillment. Let's go over the, the basic steps again. Number one, having a plan, writing out one's desires concerning that plan and constantly expanding it. Number two, mentally imaging that plan as fulfilled. Number three, constantly affirming is perfect fulfillment. The first step in a creative law of prosperity is desire and the ability to do something constructive about that desire. Right desire is truly the first step in solving problems and getting on the road to prosperity. You release your deep-seated desires for prosperity and success by centering your attention on one big goal at a time. One big goal which always includes a number of small desires that are automatically fulfilled when a big goal is achieved. Note. I desire, affirmation, I desire the highest and the best in life and I now draw the highest and the best to me. I desire the best and the highest in life and I now draw the highest and the best to me. Amen. The law of creative prosperity is to take your deep-seated desire and instead of suppressing them as impossible dreams, begin expressing them constructively by deciding what they really are. And then doing something very simple but very powerful about them. Write them down. Make a list or draw up some kind of potential plan which you should feel free to change, revise, reform, and to rearrange as your ideas about it unfold. This idea of writing out your desires and formulating a plan on paper, clarifying desires in the, in your, clarifies the desires in your mind, and the mind produces definite results only when it has been given definite ideas through which to work. Eighteen, many people work hard at prosperity in external ways, but they miss the mark because they are afraid to get definite in their thoughts and desires. They want to love better, and to have more money, but they never get definite in their desires about how they want to about how they want to live better or how much more money they need. In fact, many people hesitate to get definite, fearing that they are telling God what to do. But as Dr. Emil Cady wrote, "Desire is God tapping at the door of your mind, trying to give you better good." End quote. If you suppress those deep desires, they have no constructive outlet and often turn into destructive channels expressed as neurotic tendencies, phobias, tensions, or perhaps as suppression that finds outlets through alcoholism, mental illness, dope addiction, sexual imbalance, or other negative actions, nighting. Prosperity is a result of deliberate thought and action. There is nothing hit and miss about prosperous living. It is a planned result, just as a bridge or building is a planned result. Without deliberate prosperous plans, there will be no prosperous results on a consistent, permanent basis. Number 20, affirmation. I am the rich child of a loving father. All that the father has is mine to share and to experience. Divine intelligence is now showing me how to claim my own God-given wealth, health, and happiness. The Holy Spirit, divine intelligence, is even now opening the way for my many blessings. I have faith that all that is mine by divine right now comes to me in rich abundance. My rich blessings do not interfere with anyone else's good since God's rich substance is unlimited and everywhere for all to use. There is no delay. That which is not for my highest good now fades from me and I long desired. My, God gives, my God-given desires are richly fulfilled now in God's wonderful way. Amen. And number 21, another way of putting the creative law into effect by writing a letter to God stating your desires honestly and fully. Another simple but effective way of invoking the creative law is by beginning and ending your day making notes and lists. If you seek understanding regarding financial matters, it is good to secretly write out notes to those involved, seal those notes, and place them in your Bible for the time being. Some teachers of old taught that everyone has an angel, and that when we cannot reach that angel in the usual ways, we should secretly write to it. This writing should be in the form of a blessing, which in the case of a very serious situation be written over and over 15 times, with 15 being the number of dissolving heart conditions. Another note writing technique that is particularly helpful in getting the bills paid is this. When those bills begin to arrive in the mail, instead of suddenly resenting them, write in the envelopes, I give thanks t- for your immediate and complete payment. You are immediately and completely paid to the rich adventure of divine substance. End quote. When the bills are piled up, it is also good to make us do the, a list of those owed, the amount owing, and beside or beneath each one, write out the same statement concerning their immediate payment. Do not write about your troubles. As Isaiah wrote, Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, and to the writers are right perseverance. If you write about your troubles, more we attend upon you, and the problems will increase. In the face of adverse appearances, it's imperative, it's appropriate to write out each day how you wish your affairs might be in contrast to how they appear. Not only does this help your mind accept the improvements you desire, but it is as though your written-out desires go out to the ether and subconsciously tuned through your written-out and, and subconsciously tuned on and everyone concerned begins to cooperate and help. 26. It is also good to gain control of the past or future by writing out statements concerning them. In other case, write out how you wish things might have been concerning some past mistake or how you wish your life to be now and in the future. Number 27, begin now by first asking yourself just what it is that you honestly desire most in your life. Be specific, be definite, and sincere with yourself. Then write down your dominant desires. Thereafter, declare in privacy without telling anyone what you're doing. The divine fulfillment of your desires, declare. I give thanks for the immediate, complete divine fulfillment of these desires. This or something better comes forth with perfect timing according to God's rich good for me. Then daily change and revise your list as you feel led. Spend at least 15 minutes a day on your list. Dare to persist in this simple procedure and then get ready for a landslide of happy results. More than you have dreamed possible will come your way because God's friendly universe wishes you to be prospered and blessed. As Goethe said, what you can do or dream you can begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Once you've made your lists and worked with them daily in changing, expanding, and revising them, there's another step you're ready to take. At this point, the imaging power of the mind, which is an almost magical power, should be invoked to work for you. We're told by the experts that man can create anything he can imagine, that a mental image does make the conditions and experiences of man's life and affairs. The man's only limitation lies in negative use of imagination. In other words, if there is failure and lack in your life, it is because you first imagined it in your mind. You first set up life's limitations in your mind. And it is likewise in your mind that you can begin dissolving limitations and remaking your life into what you wish it to be. According to Dr. Emil Cady, the imagination is a much stronger force than willpower. And when the imagination and will are in conflict, the imagination always wins out. Since you're hoping for greater good in your life, you should begin to form the mental image of it in your mind. Your reasoning power may tell you that it can never be, but that doesn't matter. Your will may say your dream is too big to come true. that it is impossible to fulfill. But if you just dare to continue imagine it anyway, then your imagination will go to work for you to produce a visible result you've been imma- imagining. And in due time, your will can work for you also. Whatever the mind is taught to expect, that it will build, produce, and bring forth to you. Instead of battling with poverty, failure, and financial lack, which often only multiplies your problems, begin using the indirect method that of quietly deliberately imagining you good. Joseph dreamed of dominion, and so must you. Joseph dreamed of dominion when it seemed to have nothing, and so must you. Success is created mentally fast. But Joseph made the mistake of telling his dreams to his jealous brothers who resented his claims of dominion. Unlike Joseph, you should not tell your dreams and mental images of greater good to others who will only try to tear down your pictures of grandeur with their doubts and unbelief. Joseph ultimately proved the vision is victory. that the victory can become. The victim can become the victor. Sometimes, the imaging power of the mind produces immediate results for you. But if, like Joseph, it takes longer, you can be assured that the results will be, get, will be even bigger when they do come, provided you do not get discouraged and give up. The longer it takes your mental images to produce results, the bigger they will be if you hold on to them. Imagination gives man the ability to protect himself through time and space, and rise above all limitations. Truly, nothing is impossible for the imagination to accomplish. The mind thinks through mental pictures. This is a natural action of the mind, and thus you will continue to have financial problems if you do not change your mental picture. If you're thinking about, talking about, and picturing financial lack, your mind will keep producing what you're imaging. Change your images and think, talk, and picture plenty, and you shall have it. What we see depends mainly on what we look for. If you look for good, you'll find goodwill. Your imagination loves to be given definite pictures to build and form which the subconscious mind then gratefully accepts and gets busy producing as definite results for you. Don't compromise in your mental images. Image what you really want, not just what you think you can probably have. Pay no attention to your will and reason, which will try to talk you, which will try to talk you out of your mental images your active imagination will soon take control of you, of your will, and put it in its place. If you will first take control of the imagination by feeding it the mental pictures of what you deeply and sincerely want, if you feed your imagination half-hearted, look for mental pictures, that's the kind of result you will get. The image makes the condition, but it's up to you to make the image. Realizing this, you can now know that there's no need to fight or force your good to come to you. Instead, just get busy and quietly image it in detail as you wish to be. And then declare concerned images, this or something better, this or something better, thy unlimited God will be done for me on the grace and the perfect ways. This or something better, thy thy unlimited God will be done for me under grace and in perfect ways. There's the end of part two of the reading fisting on the idea of abundance learning to play the inner game of wealth and happiness. Thank you. Ezra House, audio notes, Fisting on the Idea of Abundance, part three, learning to play the inner game of wealth and happiness. The prosperity law of command is your key to dominion. The word command means to have authority or control. Through an attitude of authority, you can take control of the good which you wish to experience in life. Many people look up at life as though it were a mountain tiring over their insignificance. The law of command helps you to move up to the summit and look out over your world with a feeling of authority and control, which then produces like results. The secret of the law of command is this. A positive assertion of the good you wish to experience is often all that is needed to turn the tide of events to produce good for you swiftly and easily. It is amazing how fast doors open to us when we dare to take control of a situation and command our high expectations to manifest themselves. The law of command is one of the easiest prosperity laws to use after having made lists of your desires and after having mentally imaged them as fulfilled. It is then time to release the substance of them into words of decree and command Which can move things into action. You get what you decree. As in Job 22 28 and following, Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and light shall shine upon thy ways. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and light shall shine upon thy ways. Our woes. Can often be traced to our thoughtless remarks, as Isaiah ten verse one says, "Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees." In modern terms, times we know about affirmations, which are a form of command. Many have proven that a daily practice of verbal and silent affirmations is the simplest way of invoking the law of command to create good. In fact. The use of affirmations is such a simple way of bringing forth rich results that many people mistrust it, looking for a more complicated path to prosperity. The word affirm means to make firm. Through verbally affirming or declaring the good you want, rather than continue to talk about what you don't want, you begin to make firm in the mind and in invisible dimensions the good you desire. As you continue to affirm the desired good, it rushes forth as a visible result for the seven. Never underestimate the power of words. You make your world with your words as did Jehovah in the beginning. But if you do not like the world you have previously made with words of discord, lack, limitation, and hard times, you can begin building a new world of limitless good and prosperity by changing your words of command and decree. There are hundreds of affirmative statements you can use that will command good to a pair, but definite declarations of command should be used to meet definite needs. You should not hesitate to use them. For instance, if your money supply is low or if your purse seems empty, Take it in your hands and declare a lot a number of times. I bless you and bless you for the riches of God that have now been demonstrated in and through you. Affirmations. I rejoice in the bounty of God constantly manifesting as overflowing supply here and now. Divine order is now established and maintained. Harmony reigns supreme. With praise and thanksgiving, I set the riches of God before me this day to guide, govern, protect, and prosper me. All things needful are now provided. My rich good becomes visible this day. Amen. So it is. My words are charged with prospering power. I give thanks that my financial income now increases mightily through the direct action of God's rich good. I give thanks... For the immediate, complete payment of all financial obligations in God's own wonderful way. I give thanks that every day, in every way, I'm going richer and richer. Every day, in every way, we're going richer and richer. There is peace within my walls and prosperity within my palaces. There's peace in my home and prosperity within my palaces. Psalm 122 verse 7. I am a child of the living God. Therefore, I am one with his wisdom. That wisdom now leads me in paths of righteousness, peace, and true success. Amen. A mind that has been steeped in poverty and failure thinking for years needs daily help in rising into richer thoughts, attitudes, and expectations. Often, it takes special methods to bring results in the face of extreme circumstances. 50. You will sometimes find that when you have used the law of command and have not yet gotten the desired results, perhaps you have been too gentle in your use of words. Perhaps you're in a situation where there seems little privacy for verbal use of the law of command. In that event, write out your affirmations over and over again. You can have any of God's rich good for which you're willing to pay the price of daily affirmation and command. There is no easier or more delightful way of changing your thinking and getting on the royal road to success. You become what you want to be by affirming what you already are. First, daily write out your notes of desired good. Secondly, mentally image your successful results. Thirdly, boldly and deliberately affirm and command those successful results to appear if you persist daily in following these three simple steps you will not be able to stop the flood tide of good from overflowing into your life wow the use of the law of increase is easy and pleasant it consists first of establishing and maintaining an attitude of rich increase toward everything and everybody in other words let your main thought when thinking of yourself and others be the thought of riches Prosperity, success, and victorious good. Just by thinking of yourself and others as rich, successful, prosperous, and victorious, you help make it so. As you contact others by mail, telephone, and in person, let your thought about them be one one of increased good. Giving them the benefit of your rich thoughts is a great step in helping them to become that way. They may not be consciously aware of your prosperous thinking about them, but they will subconsciously receive and richly bless. Often, they will respond to you in some rich and happy way. How wonderful to use the law of increase rather than a negative law of decrease. When people criticize, condemn, and belittle others, they do not realize that through the law of mind action, they're asking for the same things that happen to them. Never waste your time giving yourself or others the thought of decrease. You can invoke the law of increase in a number of simple ways. You should speak the law of increase about yourself and others boldly and positively. You should look and act out the law of increase. Nehemiah 2 2.20, the God of heaven prosper us. The God of heaven prospers us. The God of heaven prospers us. The God of heaven prospers you. The God of heaven prospers you. Now, Numbers 13, verse 30, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. <laughs> were well able to overcome it. You should convey the impression of increase with everything you do so that all people receive that rich impression. When writing, telephoning, thinking about or meeting others, give your family, social acquaintances, business acquaintances, friends, world leaders, all people the thought of increased good. Declare for them. I bless you with a rich increase of God's almighty God. I bless you with a rich increase of God's almighty God. I bless you with a rich increase of God's almighty God. Speak bold words of faith, confidence, and increase them directly as well. Just a few words can work wonders for another. People unconsciously go where there's an atmosphere of increase. Expect to become prosperous. Start thinking and speaking in those terms and no other. Remind yourself often that scattered idle thoughts, words, and expectations bring scattered, idle, poverty stricken results. Hit your mental image of prosperity to the rich star of success and keep it there. When you become discouraged in your efforts towards greater prosperity, remind yourself that to think according to the general beliefs of the human race is easy and useless. But to think prosperously in spite of appearances to the contrary, is worth every effort because it produces rich results. Remember, the majority is often wrong. True? 61. As you operate the law of increase, remember that there's no hurry, force, or push on a prosperous plane of life. And there is no lack of opportunity. Do all that you can do In a successful manner every day, but do it as calmly as possible without undue haste, worry, or fear. Go as fast as you can, but do not hurry. The moment you begin to hurry, you cease to be prosperous in your thinking and become fearful, which is a prologue to failure. Whenever you find yourself hurrying along, trying to force a result, call a halt. Fix your attention on a mental image of the thing you're working toward and begin to give thanks you're receiving it and accomplishing it in God's own wonderful way. Do not waste time holding grudges, even towards those who have treated you unjustly. Nobody can keep your success and prosperity from you but yourself. Your good is created as fast as your good words are uttered. Prosperous minded people have a friendly attitude toward money. On the other hand, the more general attitude is that there is something wrong with having money and being prosperous. Money is wonderful because it is divine substance. Money is good when rightly used. Money is divine because money is God's good in expression. Your capacity to earn money would increase if your attitude to money were positive and friendly. Remember that being poor is a state of mind. Why being broke is a temporary situation. Stop saying it's just money and start appreciating it. Money reacts to your attitudes about it. If you think favorably about money, you multiply and increase it in your midst. Whereas if you criticize and condemn it in any form, either your own money or another's, you dissipate and repel it from you. Your thoughts make your world. So your thoughts about money have to be appreciative in order for money to appreciate you and be attracted to you. Let's say that again. Your thoughts make your world. So your thoughts about money have to be appreciative in order for money to appreciate you and be attracted to you. Consider the fact that often when you do not have enough money to meet your needs, it is because you have been scoffing and condemning money in financial matters, yours or another's. If you think of yourself as prosperous but of others as living in lack, through the law of action and reaction, you are inviting the same thing to happen to you. The golden rule of prosperous thinking is that you should not think or say anything concerning another's financial affairs that you would not want to experience in your own. What's your thoughts when you're handing your money? Because your money is attached through your mind to the source of all substance and all money. When you think of your money, which is visible, as something directly attached to an invisible source that is giving or withholding according to your thought, you have the key to all riches and a reason for all lack. Let's say that again. Number 70, watch your thoughts when you're handing your money because your money is attached through your mind to the source of all substance and all money. When you think of your money, which is visible as something directly attached to an invisible source that is giving or withholding according to your thought, you have the key to all riches and a reason for all lack. Just as you should not turn up your nose at money, neither should you make a god of it. Money is filled with a desire for the life, movement, expansion, and activity. It does not like to be grasped, clutched, or restrained in idleness. Indeed, it is the active circulation of money that brings prosperity. Whereas depressions and recessions are caused by the miserly hoarding of money. Circulation in this context does not mean that you should not save money, but you should not abuse money by misuse, 72. It is also unwise to magnify financial difficulties. If you brag about your financial troubles, and some people actually do, to gain sympathy and attention, then you'll always have financial troubles to brag about. When you give money to another person or to an organization, do not give it with a thought of need or obligation. Such thoughts only attract more needs and obligations to be financially bound. Instead give to add prosperity. Let's say that again. When you give money to another person or to an organization do not give it with a thought of need or obligation. Such thoughts only attract more needs and obligations. Instead give to add prosperity. Welcome money and divine supply from all directions. If it is being freely given. And incurs no sense of obligation. Declare often. All financial doors are open. Amen. All financial channels are free. An endless bounty now comes to me. All financial doors are open. All financial channels are free. An endless bounty now comes to me. All financial doors are open. All financial channels are free. An endless bounty now comes to me true generosity has no strings attached. Do not be afraid to pray about money or to get specific about your financial affairs. The ancient e- Hebrews did not hesitate to pray to God for exactly what they wanted. They had seven sacred names of Jehovah, each one of which represented some specific idea of God. They used the name Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jirah when they wish to concentrate on the aspect of substance. It means Jehovah will provide. The mighty one whose presence and power provided regardless of opposing circumstances. Hallelujah. A rich father never intended men to suffer alone in this lavish universe. And we are fooling only ourselves if we think that we must live in lack. If you have a financial need, dare to pray about us specifically and ask your loving father to help you meet that need richly and completely. If you want money to manifest in your life, first make a concrete mental picture of the amount you want. The denomination of money and how it looks. After making a picture of a definite amount, hold this picture distinctly in your mind as though it were already visible. And you can see it plainly. Then command the sum to come to you out of the rich substance of the universe. Affirm that you receive this sum and repeat this affirmation or demand day after day onto manifestation. 78, again. If you want money to manifest in your life, first make a concrete mental picture of the amount you want. The denomination of money and how it looks. After making a picture of a definite amount, hold this picture distinctly in your mind as though it were already visible. And you can see it plainly. Then command the sum to come to you out of the rich substance of the universe. Affirm that you receive the sum and repeat this affirmation or demand day after day until manifestation. Wow. 79. Don't limit your income by decreeing just enough to get by. Stop living on a fixed income. After all, who fixed it. Remember that it is God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. 1 Timothy 6, verse 17. 18. Money adores the prosperous attitude and richly responds to it. Money adores the prosperous attitude and richly responds to it. If you do not have money and if it does not seem to manifest as you think prosperously about it, then perhaps the divine equivalent of money wishes to come to you. Your financial good may come forth to you in completely unforeseen ways, perhaps from halfway around the world or through strangers that you have never met. But it will come when you give it your attention and free it to work in its own wise way. If the usual channels of supply have not opened that invite unusual channels of supply to open by recognizing that divine substance stands under every visible form of supply, with endless ways in which to manifest its riches for you. Man was born to be rich or inevitably to grow rich through the use of their faculties. Quote Ralph Waldo Emerson, man was born to be rich or inevitably to grow rich through the use of their faculties. Let me read it to again. Your financial good may come forth to you in completely unforeseen ways, perhaps from halfway around the world or through strangers that you have never met. But it will come when you give it your attention and free it to work in its own wise way. If the usual channels of supply have not opened, then invite unusual channels of supply to open by recognizing that divine substance stands under every visible form of supply, but endless ways in which to manifest its riches for you. Man was born to be rich or inevitably to grow rich through the use of their faculties. Ralph Waldo Emerson, 84. In ancient times, 10 was considered the magic number of increase. True prosperity has a spiritual basis. God is the source of your supply. Your mind, body, abilities, talents, education, experience, job, or profession are all instruments and channels of your prosperity. But God is the source. Therefore, you must do something definite, and consistent to keep in touch with that rich source if you want to be continually and constantly prospered. Sharing is the beginning of financial increase. Systematic giving opens the way to systematic receiving. However, that giving must be done in a certain way. Through the consistent sharing of your tithes with God's work and workers at a point or points where you're receiving spiritual help and inspiration. The word tithe means tenth, and ancient people felt that ten was a magic number of increase. 87. There is basically one problem in life, and that is congestion. There is basically one solution, circulation. Systematic giving is therefore a powerful practice that blesses every phase of our lives as it keeps us attuned to the wealth of the universe. Otherwise, through lack of circulation and the resulting congestion, our lives can be thrown out of balance. It is then that problems result. If you wish to be truly prospered by the act of tithing, it is wise to give at the point or points where you're receiving spiritual help and inspiration. Whether that be the church of your choice, a minister, spiritual counselor, or teacher, your tithes will enrich the recipient, align that organization or individual freedom from financial strain. This enables them to fulfill their high mission of uplifting mankind unhindered by the material cares which can be so burdensome. The priests of Israel became millionaires through the tithes bestowed upon them by the other 11 tribes, as Proclaimed by Mosaic Law. In turn, they shared a tithe of tithes known as a heave offering with a place of worship. Numbers 18, 26 to 29. In this way, both God's workers and the places of worship were abundantly provided for. In their freedom from material care, helped the spiritual leaders of Israel. Their freedom from material care helped the spiritual leaders of Israel develop and generate a prosperity consciousness that will so bless those whom they served for many centuries to come. The word sacred and secret have the same meaning. Your giving given a sacred and therefore should be kept secret. It is wise to give quietly with no strings attached regardless of the amounts involved, not referring to them again. If large tithes are involved, it is sometimes necessary to emotionally release and re-release them until one has a sense of freedom from them. There should be no sense of possessiveness about a tithe one shares, regardless of their size. Saints all we receive comes from God, and it's not ours to permanently own. In tithe given, we're only returning to God a portion of all He has already given us. So if one resents one's given, then a the practice of release is in order. Also, it is wiser to give the tenth systematically and freely than to give much larger amounts spasmodically. Tithing is not a get rich quick scheme by which you can force your good. There is no rush in the realm of the spirit. Instead, the act of tithing is a process of growth by which one evolves into larger giving and larger receiving. To give and then to make a demand or to make demands upon the recipient of one's gift amounts to a bribe, not a tithe. The conscientious tither does not give for show or publicity. The recipient of one's tithe should be equally as quiet about such gifts Otherwise, it is easy to dissipate and talk away one's good. As the ancient people knew, there is prosperous power, both in secrecy and in release. And 93, pray about your giving. Ask a loving father to reveal to you where to share your tithes, and you will be guided in your giving, so that all involved in your gift, you the giver, as well as the recipient, will be prospered, uplifted, and blessed. As you evolve, grow, and change, your tithing pattern may change too. You will probably go from one tenth to larger given, thus opening the way to receive even greater peace, health, and plenty in your life. In any event, you will find that tithing is the best investment you can make in successful living and also the most soul satisfying. So, for our affirmation. I do not depend upon any person or conditions for my prosperity. God is a source of my supply so I now put God first financially. I tithe my way to prosperity. The voluntary faithful tithing of my whole income now operates a law of ever increasing prosperity for me. Yes I now tithe my way to peace, health and plenty. I tithe and give my way to peace, health, and plenty. I am rich with the richness of God. God will never fail me so long as I have implicit faith in him. If I feel myself getting caught in fear and doubt, I take time to reaffirm my union with God. I am one with God. The Lord is one with me. I take time for prayer and meditation in this way i'm always receptive to the gift of abundance that god has already made today i accept the gift of god's abundance everything that i am and that i have is increased by it i identify everything i do with success i think affirmatively and in all my prayers i accept abundance whatever i need Whenever I need it, wherever I need it, for as long as I need it, will always be at hand. I no longer see negation or delay or stagnation in my endeavors. The action of the Holy Spirit makes everything I do prosper, increases every good I possess, and brings success to me and everyone I meet. Everything I think about and do is animated by the divine presence sustained by the infinite power and multiplied by the divine goodness. Everything I think about and do is animated by the divine presence, sustained by the infinite power and multiplied by the divine goodness. The world is mine and the fullness thereof. Today, I expect the more abundant life. I keep my thoughts open to new experiences and opportunities for greater expression. As I share and give myself to life, God pours his bounty upon me. As life finds a fuller outlet through me, I discover a betterment in everything I do. A higher realization of the richness that is in God. Everything I think about and do is animated by the divine presence, sustained by the infinite power and multiplied by the divine goodness. I am rich with the richness of God I feast on the idea of abundance. The Holy Spirit manifests himself in and through me. I accept with positive certainty that the spirit within me, make within me goes before me and prepares my way, making perfect, plain, straight, easy, and happy the pathway of my experience. There's nothing in me that can obstruct the divine circuits of life, of love, of beauty and truth. My word dissolves every negative thought impulse that will throw a shadow of unbelief across the threshold of my expectations. Today, I have faith that my word should not return unto me void. I surrender myself completely to this faith. My prayer then is one of affirmation and acceptance. I lift my cup of acceptance knowing that a divine outpouring will fill it to the brim. I identify myself with abundance and success. I identify myself with the Holy Spirit with all the power, all the presence, and all the life there is, realizing that all action starts in as a result of consciousness. I prepare my mind to receive the best that life has to offer. I see through all physical and mental obstructions to the one perfect presence within me. I see through all apparent contradictions to the one perfect being within me. I see through all confusion to Almighty God, who is at the center of everything. I fast from uh, all ideas of lack and feast on the. Uh, I, I feast on the idea of abundance. I am rich with the richness of God. I fast from all ideas of lack and feast on the idea of abundance. I am blessed and highly favored, highly flavored. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Son. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.